When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. You're listening to Tom and Bach on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Final half hour from Chick-fil-A with Tom and Bach here till 2, and then we get to go inside and eat. All right. Uh, what are you going to get today? I might do some grilled chicken today. Don't hold me to it. I haven't thought about it yet yeah. until now. You hate to be pinned down. I think I'm going to go yeah. with the Southwest chicken salad. I know I get it all the time, but I love the creamy salsa, whatever that uh, dressing is. Oh, yeah. And uh, But today I also think I'm going to get some waffle fries. There you go. Yeah, balance, I, I, balance it out a little I, bit. Yeah, that's right. you got to balance things out in life, and their waffle fries are tremendous here at Chick-fil-A at South Point location. Uh, stop by uh, this location or the other location at 40th and O. Use your Chick-fil-A app to order a scan, get rewards points, and you'll be registered to, for a free tailgate meal for 15 with the nuggets, fresh fruit, iced tea, or lemonade as we welcome in BC of Husker 24-7. Hi, Brian. How are you? I'm not bad. How are you guys? We're good. Uh, Nebraska is a three-point favorite tonight. Are you surprised by that? Uh, no, not really. I mean, obviously... Nebraska has its uh, warts we know about um, with <laughs> the rebounding struggles probably at the top of the list. Probably more concerning to me has been the, actually the offensive side of the ball and, and kind of getting away from, I think, what Fred Hoiberg thought they were going into the season and getting a little too one-on-one uh, and all that. But if you look at what Creighton has done, you know, they've kind of scuffled as well. I know they struggled with Pine Bluff right off the bat at the rally, and then they beat Kennesaw State 51-44. So, uh, you know, both teams, I think, are sort of searching to find their footing. And it's one of these nights where whoever walks out of the arena with a win, you know, they're going to have a hop in their step and uh, some serious momentum now going through the rest of the non-con. So uh, this is, a, I mean, as bummed out as everybody who's a Husker fan was by sort of that buzzkill opener against Western Illinois, uh, which was really disappointing. I think, you know, if you can go win this one tonight, um, that, that sort of, I think it kind of moves you past that a little bit, you know, and you can kind of get going with this season. And so that, I think it's a really big opportunity. Bryce McGowan's obviously with a hot start to the season. How much of that, that do you think translates uh, to the rest of the season, or do you think it was just kind of a, a couple good nights to start off? Uh, Bryce, you said? Yeah. Yeah, I no, I think I think he's legit. Like, I mean, there's a reason why he shows up on mock drafts where he does. Um, I I was really impressed with him against Sam Houston because it was a very efficient 29. I mean, he was so effective from the field, uh, hit four threes. He was the only guy who hit from behind the arc for Nebraska. 
his first game, I felt like like the first ten minutes, uh, he was kind of forcing it a little too much, and you could tell he was throwing up some bad shots, and he was sort of part of that just uh, ISO game where Nebraska really got away from moving the ball. But um, the second game, I, I felt like he sort of rescued his team. I mean, he really did. And the thing that's good about Bryce, and it could really come in handy tonight, is uh, he, he will get to the line. I mean, he's already shown he can get to the line 11, 12 times a game. He's tough for people to stay in front of. And, uh, you know, that's a nice way to, to rack up some, some points and uh, help out your offense if it's, if it's stumbling around a bit. So, yep. you know, he's going to – here's the, here's the night, though, where you're going to see if guys can sort of handle the heat of a game like this because I don't know if some of these young guys on the roster realize, like, how intense the gym gets for Nebraska Creighton because how much people in the state care yeah. about it. And so, I mean, how how would you know if you don't live here, right? So you kind of got to experience it as it goes. So it'll be interesting how some of those first-year guys sort of react to the environment. I think it'll surprise a few of them. Well, they played last year, but it was in a closed gym. There was no, uh, there were no fans there at all, and Creighton won that. Uh, but never, now they come back to Lincoln. Last time Nebraska has beaten Creighton, 2018, uh, with Tim Miles, but they are a three-point favorite tonight. Uh, we know that uh, Bryce McGowan's is probably you're going to be your leading scorer, or maybe it's Alonzo, and maybe they trade back and forth. Who's the third guy? Who's the third option offensively for you, Brian? Um, I mean, I'd really love them to see them get CJ going, and I think uh, Hoyberg feels the same way. He's talking about kind of he feels like those those shooters are going to get on track here pretty soon, and um, you know, Kase and CJ have not really lit it up yet. CJ had a decent first game, but um, I could see a guy like Wilcher in a game like this hitting a couple big threes that that really matter. Um, obviously, Lat is a guy you'd love to see get going. He could be an answer to that question you asked, but I think he's still getting his timing back a little bit from his injury. So um, this would be a nice night for him to find it, for CJ to find it, and uh, you could put Kase in there too. Um, the guy who's sort of the wild card, um, he had a rough opener, I thought, but I thought he was starting to get a little more comfortable as Breidenbach. And I, in, we got to remember, he's a first-year freshman. He's just played in a couple of, you know, a couple college games, so people have to have some patience. But you can tell with how much he's used and how he's out there in crunch time um, that that Hoiberg really really thinks a lot of him, and he's going to mean a lot to this program over the next couple of years. So. Um, and then there's the Eduardo factor. Can Eduardo come in and give you that energy that he gave you the other night? If he can do that, that's going to be huge. Yeah, I mean, and he looked. I mean, he looked really good, and, and Hoiberg's really excited for him. Uh, we were asked this earlier, and I'm kind of interested in, in kind of what your thoughts on it. Um, Kobe Webster at times last year was kind of a spark for this team. Do you do you think that once he gets healthy, he'll be back in the rotation, or do you think he'll be fighting Tominaga for those minutes? I think he'll have to fight for some minutes. Um, but this, it's also the job of the guys. If I'm a guy right now who's on the floor and you know, I mean, you're obviously rooting for your teammate to get back, but I'm also seeing it as an opportunity for me. Like, I got, I got to go grab these minutes right now. Like, I got to show that I'm a guy that you can't take out of this rotation. Um, at this point, I don't know that enough guys have slammed the door shut that Kobe Webster, you know, can't pop back in and be pretty important. And Nebraska might need him to be. So, you know, he's another guy not to forget about whether, it, you know, maybe it's 
tonight he jumps back into things, we'll see. Um, but I'd, you'd have to say, from what we've seen so far in the games that count, offensively Nebraska hasn't quite taken off and flown like they hoped they would. And so I think all options are still on the table. I mean, after the first game, you could go – this isn't talking about the guards, this is about the bigs, but we didn't see Eduardo at all. You know, he had kind of a ho-hum offseason, it sounds like. Um, but then, you know, second game, um, he was really the, the spark and the difference maker. So I think this is that time of year where guys, you know, maybe some guys have a head out in front of other guys for a job or for minutes, but um, I don't think anything's set in cement yet. BC Husker 24-7, our guest. Let's change over to football. Nebraska, 10-point uh, dog to Wisconsin, heading to Madison uh, this weekend. Wisconsin's been a strange team this season. They opened with a loss to Penn State. Uh, they had a loss to uh, Notre Dame, 41-13. to They lost to – a lot of these were late meltdowns in the late third four, quarter or fourth quarter. Michigan, 38-17. Then somewhere along the line, they turned it around, and they have now beaten – Purdue in dominating ways. Then they follow it with an Iowa win, and then Rutgers and last week versus Northwestern. Where did it change? What changed for Wisconsin in your mind, Brian? I think the schedule eased up on them, to be honest. I, when I was watching them early in the year, I yeah, Graham Mertz was struggling, and that the offense still doesn't look like your prototype Wisconsin offense up front to okay. me. Um, so they're still – they're still trying to figure it out a little bit, um, but they have had a little more consistency, and I think it's been helped by the fact that, you know, they're not going against Penn State, Notre Dame, uh, those type of teams. Yeah. They've, they've had some games where I think, you know, they, they could flex their muscles a little bit more. Defensively, they've always been, um, all year, they've been a good defense. Like, even in those games, you, you made a good point in your question about the late, game meltdowns like the Notre Dame game looks bad on paper the score but if you watch that one Wisconsin's defense played fine it was their offense and a bunch of picks late that made it a lopsided game so that's the part that worries you for Nebraska is you're going against the number one defense in the country on a week where you have a makeshift staff right now and you know you're going to the, the key is they're going to have to avoid these three-and-out possessions where you keep your defense on the field the whole time. Even if there are some possessions for Nebraska where you have to punt it at midfield and you get a couple first downs and then it stalls out, those could be important if you can win the real estate game and you know control field position. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. To some degree, because I think it's that kind of game. I think it's going to be Scott Frost said it Monday. It's going to probably be an ugly game where you get minimal plays, and when you get one or two chances for an explosive play, that big opportunity to hit two Ray for a fifty-five yard pass or something like that, you better make it because they might not come around often. 
Now, Wisconsin, kind of a, a kind of a running back you uh, of college football, and they might have found their their next guy in Braylon Allen, who's just 17, but six straight games over 100 yards, just coming off his career high. Nebraska's defense, of course, can can look at that Michigan State game and, and shutting down Kenneth Walker as a reason to believe that they could maybe maybe that could be the difference in the game is shutting down Braylon Allen. Do, do you see him kind of being their next big running back, and can Nebraska uh, shut him down similar to Kenneth Walker? Yeah, I think he's going to be really good. I don't think he's like I don't think he's better than any. You know, he's he's for where he is right now. He's an, it's incredible. He's like 17 years old and he's already a, a good player. Uh, but I wouldn't say that he's better at this point than you know three or four or five guys Nebraska's seen already. He's he's working his way toward that. So I think Nebraska defense, if if they are as interested still as I think they are. Um, I think Nebraska's defense will keep them in this game. I'd be surprised if they don't. And that's the one yeah. thing. I mean, at this point, we always talk about data, and uh, we have a lot of data that says Nebraska can't win close games. That part's true. On the other side of the fence, you got to say we have a lot of data that says Nebraska's defense is always going to go out and play, you know, uh, really hard-nosed football and keep you close. And uh, so I'm not going to go against that idea now. Uh, the, obviously, the sidebar here is how Nebraska manages a game for the first time without JoJo, um, and he—I mean—he was as valuable as anybody on that defense. So Isaac Gifford's going to have to log some really good snaps as a young player, and some other guys at the linebacker. I mean, Henrich and Reimer are just going to have to have great games, and I think somebody on defense is going to have to make that—that. That play that defensive play that where you just turn the game uh where you pick six you force a fumble something like that and i do think graham Mertz, if they can put him in passing situations a few times where he has to throw on third and medium or third and long he will he'll make a couple mistakes and you got to take advantage when he does uh, brian christopherson excuse me of husker 24 7 is our guest uh, it'll be interesting. We'll get your pick here in just a few minutes. But uh, where Nebraska goes offensively with the four new assistants, and obviously they're going to focus in on the offensive coordinator first and foremost. I'm wondering, uh, Brian, how much he'll have, uh, how much leeway the new offensive coordinator will have in picking the staff, and what you think the new offense will look like. Scott Frost said fresh ideas, but he also doesn't want to stray too far from what they've done. So what does that look like in your mind? Yeah, I mean, that all good questions, and I think the first one is really important to note. Like, I wonder, too, like you do, Tom, if the OC, um, you know, Frost has said I want to get to that first for good reason, but I wonder if he also wants his OC to have a, a pretty big say, um, you know, in, in filling out the staff. Um, this is where, you know, networking matters. I don't know who's in Scott Frost's network necessarily, um, and how deep it runs. I'm sure there's multiple people looking, uh, you know, and probably some help from Matt Davison and other people in those football offices on looking at the potential options. Um, but if once they get locked in on a guy, I do think it's critical that you get his opinion on saying, okay, like now what, what are, would what you think as far as O-line guys? Is there someone we're not thinking about or a wide receivers coach or somebody who could be a great recruiter here? And the other interesting part, of course, is, is Nebraska going to just straight up have a QB's coach anymore, or does the OC take that over? Can that, you know, can some responsibilities be shifted a little bit? 
uh, to sort of change that landscape. Um, as far as the offense, it's guessing right now. I don't. I really don't think from what we've heard from Frost, he wants to change it dramatically. I just think he wants somebody who has maybe um, been in some different offenses that can at least bring a few different ideas that maybe they didn't get as much in the meetings um, into the into play and, and see where that takes them. But um, I, I kind of, myself, this is just me, I wouldn't mind seeing a guy who's in some way or form been through this league before because I do think the Big Ten, whatever people want to joke about it or whatever, it's a it's a tough league in the trenches, and uh, I I would like somebody who in their resume has some offenses that have pounded out the some yards on the ground and mm. shown they can win some rugged games because that's what this conference is all about. You got to ha- be able to hang your hat on that. Well, it's interesting. A lot, you know, the offensive coordinator hire obviously the most important, but a lot of people also a little bit intrigued as to whether they'll get, uh, hire a full-time special teams coordinator, or at least you know, change uh, maybe if Coach Dawson maybe change the spo- special teams coach there. Do you think that it's it's important for this staff to identify that and to to, to make some movements to get a full-time special teams coordinator, or do you think that uh, like many staffs across the country, you could still kind of do the you know linebacker coach special? slash special teams and and do you think coach dawson like i mean do you buy scott scott frost thing saying that it's more specialist than how they're lining up and, and you know kind of standing up for coach dawson there yeah i i know exactly what he's saying um it's a tough it's kind of a layered conversation because you can look at it and be like yeah but you know having a kicker and punter and a return man that's like you know pretty big part of the whole operation um, and it feels like Nebraska's really fallen short in sort of uh, developing that. Some of that's bad luck, you know. You have a, all, a returning all-conference kicker. You expect him to be pretty accurate, and then he sort of gets the yips, and, you know, you're in a situation all of a sudden. that That's tough. Um, I think at punter, maybe uh, they're starting to figure it out with Pristup, although he still feels like he has one bad kick a game that really costs him. Um, but your question I you can do it either way. I don't think there there are successful teams that have done it without just having a special teams coordinator. So we need to not act like it has to be that way. But I can get where this fan base is so frustrated where they're like, "Come on, give me a guy who's that that's just his full job and he's all in on that and he doesn't have any other responsibilities." So I I get the back and forth. I don't know what they're going to do. Scott Frost has sort of made it seem like they might not do that through some of his comments, and he might stick with Dawson doing as he has. And that tells you that he really thinks Dawson is coaching him upright in all the basics, and now it's just find the kicker, find the punter, and let's go. And maybe yep. it's as simple as that. But uh, until we see that, there's always going to be people who are going to say, well, maybe you should, uh, maybe you should get somebody who's solely – Fully on that, it it could ease everybody's situation and take this conversation off the plate if they found two good feet, one that right. can punt it, one that can right. kick it straight and long, and there you go. Well, yeah, well, they had a guy; uh, he was conference player of the year, and then he wasn't yeah. Uh, anymore. Yeah, so it's a, it's That's a weird conversation to have. Um, Nebraska is a ten point dog this week. Thirty seconds or so. Does that feel right? Uh, what's your score? Do you have one yet? I haven't really thought of a score. I'd pick Wisconsin in a close game. Um, yeah. I think Nebraska's going to win one of the final two, not this week. I think yeah. they're going to beat Iowa. And I think it'll yeah. be interesting if Nebraska loses and it's 3-8 and eight and Iowa wins as a 9-2. and two. 
I'll still be interested what that spread is because I bet it's close to a pick 'em where you right. have a nine win team against a potential three win team and it's a pick 'em yeah. game. I actually think that's what's going to happen and it, that'll be pretty interesting to see I that. Definitely see, see sort yeah. of their reaction to that. Yeah, that's basically been what it's been for Nebraska all year long. The the spreads are really relatively close. I'm surprised actually that at this point Wisconsin's minus ten. It seems a little high at this point, but yeah, I guess we'll see. Uh, good stuff, BC. Uh, we'll talk to you again next week. Thanks for the time. All right, all right. Thanks, Brian, guys. Enjoy the hoops tonight. Uh, yeah, definitely will. And Brian will be there, and we'll talk to him uh, more about that next week. Uh, but we are. <laughs> I've got a cough. I'm okay. Right. I, I think I'm fine, um, but I'll be fine uh, when I eat. Yeah, uh, then I'll right. be really fine uh, because it is Tailgate Tuesday at Chick-fil-A. All day today, you can stop by this location, uh, or you could go to the 48th and O location. This is the South Point location. Use the Chick-fil-A app to order or scan, get rewards points, and you'll be registered to win a free tailgate meal for 15 people with the nuggets, fresh fruit, iced tea, lemonade. And if you do win, they'll call you and let you know that you have a one. Uh, we have one final segment. I think it's just us. I don't know if yep. the pregame is happening today. Maybe it is magically. We'll find out uh, on the final segment of Tom and Bach. You're listening to Tom and Bach. Watch live on Facebook, YouTube, or Twitch. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger. Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.